Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello and welcome to Too Old for TikTok episode 123. Catalina, how are you in this middle of May? One, two, three. You missed the opportunity to say episode one, two, three. Oh, I had no idea what you were doing with that. Oh, I'm really looking forward to episode 666. That's going to be a fun one. We'll be like 50-year-old ladies (laughs) in the nursing home. Um, How is my middle of May? My middle of May, you know, it's fine. I'm, what day is, yeah, it's just, I feel like the semester's over. I'm just working every day on my book. You're writing a book. It's a big deal. um, I'm revising a book, which is a worse deal, I would say. Okay, okay. I don't actually know which is worse writing or revising ladies and gentlemen writing is all about revision unfortunately I'm also working on writing a wedding speech for my friend's wedding who I'm going to this weekend and last night I typed into chat GPT like how to start a wedding speech (laughs) (laughs) there are so many blog posts about that it's like start with a quote or start with advice there's Oh, mm. people are like Webster's dictionary defines love as <laughs> yes. That's exactly how you. For those start of it. you who don't, anyway. So, what about you, Dina? You know, but you should actually watch on TikTok wedding speeches that have done well, and then take little parts of those and incorporate them. Because I've seen a lot of good wedding speeches on TikTok. Oh, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, I think. You know, I always forget because now it's turning more into this search function, right? When you Google something like TikTok videos will come up and you can now use TikTok within Mm. the app as like a Google and learn a lot. And we'll get to something we learned later in our learning on TikTok section. That's yeah, that's that's really actually that's really smart. I also think that I have just like this like um type a competitive personality where i'm like i'm not i can't just write a wedding speech i have to write the best wedding the best the funniest you want people crying you want people laughing you want all the emotions which is why i currently have like one paragraph (laughs) perfect well eurovision was very recent and one of my favorite days of my life was actually watching eurovision live with you and ivan at a bar in New York City, um, probably not when the pandemic was was. I remember we was, said we were like, we're oh, like we're gonna get COVID. We're gonna at get, this this bar. was like the it was the first time I was in a bar with that capacity of humans. Yeah, since COVID. COVID, totally. It yeah. was the most crowded mm-hmm. bar, but mm-hmm. it none of us got COVID from that. And as far as we know, mm-hmm. as far as we know, and it was one of the most fun days ever. And I'm. Really sad that this year I wasn't into Eurovision. Like, I didn't really watch all the videos. Oh, I, it. I just didn't, I couldn't make the commitment. So, tell me, Catalina, what are your thoughts? Have you been getting served Eurovision content on TikTok? You know, I actually think I only got, and I even followed some like Eurovision profile, like the official profiles and stuff, but I actually didn't get any sizable amount of Eurovision uh, content on TikTok. I did watch Eurovision. I did sit through it. I feel like that could have something to do with maybe... No, you know... Wait, 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 wait. I did... I have seen, like, some spare Eurovision content. Mm -hmm. But what I was going to say is that I think it has something to do with the regional settings. So just, like, in the United States, Eurovision isn't as big. Although now it's getting bigger and bigger. Like, people know about it, and that's why it's shown on Peacock. For those of you who don't know, Eurovision is a yearly international singing contest where European... Well, it's not even just European. It's members of the European Broadcasting you um, this like Euro- European Broadcasting channel have internal competitions in their own countries and they send a song to represent them and then they have the singing contest and they name a winner and then whoever wins the contest the next year hosts however last year Ukraine won so this year since Ukraine couldn't um, host they hosted it in the second place nation, which was England. 
this year Sweden won um, and so it'll be in Sweden next year I was shocked when you told me I love the song Euphoria. Yes. Euphoria was a winner of Eurovision and I was Euphoria, shocked. Euphoria? Okay, so Sweden's winner, Laureen, yeah. won with the song Euphoria in 2012 and she won this year. I didn't know that you could, I thought like ABBA won one year, but that's, I didn't think you could enter again. Yes, you can. I think, I don't think that's fair. I think Eurovision should be for up and comers. Wasn't Celine Dion was on Eurovision back Mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. It should be a place to showcase newer talent. I don't agree with putting someone forth with the same, like. I think that as an American, we should not opine about Eurovision because they have a perfect product. Yes. And I think that the United States, our attempts, like, I think, for example, what you just, your idea about limiting it to newcomers, absolutely not. Because some of the best acts are, like, old people. No, they could be old people, but I think if the old old person wins. Who, for some reason, are have decided, like, this year, Croatia's act was an established band. I, I, I didn't say that. I said, okay, fine, have an established band, but if the established band wins, then don't come back on. I'm mm. saying, if you're a winner, don't come to try to win again. What if you're not a winner? Because Ireland sent this duo named Jedward <laughs> two times. Nice. And they didn't win either time, but boy, oh boy, were they a treat both times. That's fine. I think it should be all, all you could only win once. That mm-hmm. is my, that is my, my gripe with Eurovision. Otherwise, it is perfect. Um, yeah. But let's no move on. Oh, fine. I could talk about Eurovision. I know. That's why. That's you, why. You have to stop me. I got I got to stop you. Okay. Serbia was the best. The end. <laughs> was that the cha-cha-cha one? No. That was Because I saw Lithuania. a lot of content of the cha-cha-cha Oh, song. you know what? I did see a, you know what? I did see a TikTok video. The, did you send this to me where it was like, you know, you're in Lithuania in the airport and everything was like cha-cha-cha themed and lime no. green? No. Yeah. I didn't send so, that to you, but I saw content similar to that. All right. Well, your big news coming up, and this is related to TikTok. Yes. My big news is that I'm going to see Taylor Swift. And I no, it's not this week, Catalina. Catalina, she's oh. going to be in Boston this coming weekend. And then it's New York. Well, New Jersey. Oh, and she was just in Philly. She was just in Philly. And I got so much content from the Philly concert on my For You page. There was that whole thing. She yelled at the security guard. And then you had all the people with the different angles on TikTok talking about that. And then you sent me this great video of someone training for the Eras Tour, specifically at MetLife Stadium, which is where mm-hmm. I'm going. And the user is at Rosie Bima. Training for Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, day 18 of 30. I am at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, where I will be seeing Taylor Swift in just a few weeks' time. I have purchased tickets to an event unrelated to the Eras Tour, just so I can get the lay of the land at the stadium. Taylor herself said, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So I'm here, getting the stadium experience at Monster Camp! My favorite part about this video was that it's a monster truck rally. It's a monster <laughs> truck rally, and she's just practicing to go to MetLife because I I have had so much fear and anxiety about getting to and fro MetLife. Yeah, in we New were Jersey. just talking about this last time. We were talking yeah. about like, do you take an Uber? You gonna take one no. of the trains? I I don't know. I mean, I wish I could teleport, but I can't. I don't know what I'm going to do. How does one get to MetLife Stadium? There are trains from Penn Station and there, yeah, trains. But there's Mm -hmm. like, the trains are going to be the most crowded things in the whole entire universe. And it's going to be terrible. What if you got one of those little like short buses, like the one that brought us to Medieval Times? That was a party bus. Yeah. That was a shuttle. That was like a wedding shuttle. Yeah, it was a nice wedding shuttle. Um, yeah, I, I just have to see what my budget is, what I can afford, how much people are going to be charging, and we'll mm. see. But I like this creator's idea of practicing, and especially practicing with the monster truck show. Mm-hmm. She looked like she had a ball. I would love to go to a monster truck show. Honestly, would you? I, are you... I've been saying for years. I've never heard those words come out of your mouth. I think a monster truck show would be super fun. You know what else? We should go for your bachelorette. Okay, find one. 
Okay, I'll try. Um, in Oswego, they had something called Dirt Week. Oh, boy. <laughs> which of was just like tr- track racing. Mm-hmm. And I was really disappointed because not only were there no monster trucks, but since it was dirty or since it was like a dirt track, the entire town was just like a cloud of dirt for a weekend. It was horrible. Oswego really has like all the best things going on. Yeah, I actually think I'm trying to put Oswego on the map over here. Yeah, go to Dirt Week. It's great. Destination. Um, I'm just like shocked and surprised that one of your dreams in life is to go to a monster truck event. (laughs) We'll make it happen. I feel like it'd be fun. Okay. Moving on to our section, (laughs) what our algorithm thinks we want to see. Catalina, kick us off. All right. This week I got served this video and these two had not come across my page yet. It was a man, I'm going to say it like an American, the Herrera show was commenting on how he is obsessed in like an ironic way in a comedic way with this couple who has a, in, a Instagram, oh my God, and where am I? A TikTok account called Angel Boys, and it's they're called the Birkin Boyfriends. Okay, Mary, I am fucking obsessed <laughs> with the Birkin Boyfriends. Their entire account is just them walking around with $30,000 bags, and that's pretty much it. That's... <laughs> That's all of it. Little tiny bags, big bags, bags that match the shoes. <laughs> it's just nothing but these shots of them walking, holding a purse. <laughs> I would say, if we're taking it from seriously, if we're taking it seriously, it's these two guys who are quite wealthy, who are a couple, who live in England, who just spend all their time, like, wearing, like, going to appointments at, like, Hermes, I don't even know how to say it, Hermes, and yes, yeah. um, Birkin, and whatever other, wait, no, that is, that is where you get a Birkin, wow, yeah. I'm yeah. really sure, you know, yeah. Hermes, um, Chanel, all those stores, all the, all the, like, yeah. designer clothing stores, and having these, like, absurd dates, but also saying, like, as we glistened softly down the street glacially moved as we glacially moved up the staircase patiently perching over the most beautiful river but first i asked liam to come and join me for a morning coffee he floated over as he always likes to start his day with an americano with extra hot oat milk eluded by the crystals of this purse sparkling in the sun which fascinated the world around us and us both a stranger giggled in excitement as they thought the cat was real, my Warholian cat. This was a day well spent. We acquiesced over our emancipating future together as we fell in love with a small family of cute ducklings. I can't tell if it's satire. The comments indicate that it is sat is yes. not satire. Yes. Because what I've noticed on all of their videos is that they don't have that many likes, but they have hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of comments. So people aren't liking the videos because they're like, I don't like this. I stand against this. But then they'll comment on them. So it's just like this like comment explosion. I think they could comment on it because there's so many lines within the videos that you could pick up on to comment on. Like the language, glacially move or the high tea. There's... There's things that they're doing in the videos to get you to comment, like by using that language, by going to the certain places they go. I think they, it's, it's on purpose. I think that maybe it's like, I've seen a lot of these videos of these like wealthy, young gay men narrating their lives. There's this one guy who goes to like really upscale restaurants and shows them. It's the couple aspect of it. (laughs) And it's just like, I mean, it's it's high camp, in my opinion. It's it high is camp. high camp. It is. Yeah. I like that, it, of course, it came on your furry page, like the joke video, like the one, the, the thing that was like making fun of it. This one did not come across my furry page. Like, I guess me and you, Catalina, we do belong with the monster trucks instead of the Hermes and Burke inside. I, I think both of us probably on a spectrum of monster truck to Birkenbag. We fall closer to Monster Truck. Yeah. I mean, but I'm really 
and I think this comes across a bit more on my page, I get the videos from the guy who's like, let's talk about it. The, the one who talks like this and he talks about the, the fashion guy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get those videos. I might follow him. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, I get, well, we both got the girl going to the bathroom in the Hermes bathroom. Yeah, that's so I'm cool. really, I get a lot of that type of fashion content, but I had not been served these two folks specifically. Yeah. The user. And- yeah. Angel boys, they're angel called. boys. Yeah, so go go check them out. See what you go think. check out. It's like they're writing their narrations with a thesaurus and not a clear yeah. understanding of what the words mean. Exactly. <laughs> what about uh, you, Dina? So my algorithm is spot on because it is serving me people falling down so much. <laughs> like this, these past few weeks, it's basically Melissa and I always would talk about this. Like we love like America's funniest home videos. And lately I've just been getting so much like quick hit, 15 seconds, people falling down. And I'm sorry, if, if I see someone fall down, I ask if they're okay, and then I laugh. But I I can't control the laughter. I giggle. Mm. Um, But I will help. But it's it's fun to watch because you know they're okay. Dina, this is very, like, America's home video, funniest home videos of you. That's what I just said. Oh, I'm zoned out. (laughs) Wow, I'm so sorry. I'm boring you. So, actually, I had America's home videos on Sunday, on a Sunday night, and it literally now is just people submitting their TikTok videos. Wait, is there still an America's yes, Funniest Home yes. Videos? There is on ABC, and it's people just submitting, like, TikTok videos. And you could win $100,000. And it is, like, just people falling down, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's like that one video of the woman stomping the grapes. That, like, yeah, that was, like, early fell. internet of the yeah. news report of the two people stomping the grapes. Yeah, I mean, okay, but there is also a fine line between, like, America's Funniest Home Video Falling and Jackass Falling. Well, so Jackass like, is more pranks. That's, yeah. And it's very like different. injury prone. Yeah, but that that's prank. That's not like I accidentally fell. That's like all set up. Mm. So you like, you like slapstick humor? Of course. The first one I saw that I watched a hundred times was by at Sarah Kubratova. And the music is great. It's single ladies. And then she just falls down the stairs. But the great thing is, like, people comment the funniest things because there's other people in the video. So everyone will judge people around the people who fall. Like, this one didn't react. They're terrible friends because they didn't go to help her. So I love seeing what people think. Another one was by at Edward Bass. And again, it's Beyonce music and someone's dancing on a table and just falls off the table uh, right after the line, we getting fucked up tonight. Like, it's perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And the last one I saw that I love is by at Sweetstins. And it is a woman falling off a yacht who's trying to, <laughs> she's trying to open champagne and she just falls off a yacht. It's so great. But she's fine. They're all fine. I mean, I don't, I can't say for facts, but they seem to be all fine. Mm. Have you ever had a epic fall, Dina? Me? <laughs> Hundreds. I'm constantly falling. I'm constantly <laughs> doing stupid shit. You scraped your knees when you went skydiving. That was an epic fall from the sky. But Tina's <laughs> most epic scenario is not falling. It's when she came up and almost got the bends when she was scuba diving and mm, yeah. exploded her blood vessels in her eyes and had like crazy uh, swollen face. I look like the Terminator in both eyes. I gave myself two <laughs> black eyes from scuba diving. And it's funny because she's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, the next section It's just one of these times in TikTok. So Vogue put out a call. Did you see the call? I didn't even see the call. I didn't see the call because as soon as any of these came across my For You page, I swiped away violently. (laughs) I cannot stand these videos. They make me very uncomfortable. So basically Vogue puts out a casting call and people are submitting TikToks to the casting call. And I'm extremely uncomfortable. I hate them all. 
Well, what is the casting call? It's just a casting call to like be a Vogue model. Is that what it is? I assume so. I mean, I so do I. Yeah. What do you think of these casting videos? I kind of like watching them. Ugh. I have gone down some rabbit holes. This is why I think I got them. I've gone down some rabbit holes before of like people making fun of what's her face, the Jenner, Kaya. Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Oh my God. Can't work my brain today. Kendall Jenner's runway walk. Mm-hmm. I've gone on like rabbit holes of watching videos where people make fun of Kendall Jenner. And then that leads me to videos of like the best runway walks ever. And it's like Naomi Campbell and whatever. So I'm always curious to see how people are going to walk. So not only did I like watch all the videos, I also like clicked and watched other videos. I was very interested in it. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, have you ever tried to walk? Like, well, clearly not. You just, oh, this would be the best combination if it were the Vogue casting call and then people falling falling. mm -hmm, on your face. I would watch that. Well, that's like those runway videos where the girl, the people's shoes like fall off or whatever while they're walking. Yeah. Or, or some, some people have fallen off the stage while they're walking. I yeah. Watch those videos. Um. So I watched. Let's see. Um. Salome Das. Hi, folks. My name is Salome Das. I'm half French, half Indian. I'm 21 years old. I'm 5'9". And this is my cast. And Oye Sebastian. I think Oye Sebastian's like. That one, I couldn't tell if it was a joke or not. Hi, Vogue. My name is Sebastian Angade. I am half Haitian, half Chilean, and six foot seven. And this is my Vogue casting. And they all start off with, hi, Vogue. I'm so-and-so. And then they do, like, the catwalk and, like, show off modeling poses. And that's my issue is I can't tell. I It makes me uncomfortable because I, for me, I assume everything's a joke. But people are sincere. No, that was a joke. Okay. That there is you a go. joke. That okay, guy. Thank God. Okay, no. Oye Sebastian is 1000% a joke. He's okay. moving so weirdly. Okay, well, but I, I feel bad. I don't want to assume that, you know, I, I don't know, because I saw sincere ones that to me could be a joke yeah i don't know we don't have this in the in the list but we should put it in the show notes there was one guy's video that i saw that i sent you that i think it i don't know if it was because of the trend but it was the one who was like these are the outfits it doesn't really translate well for like audio but it was like these are the outfits that i would wear or that i would design for these different designers and it's in spanish and it's like the first one is like a giant leaf Oh, yeah. You sent me those. I can't watch that. Why? I think it's so boring. But the leaf was so big. I didn't care care for it. Wow. This is where our interests differ. Well, I'll be putting him in the show notes. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I was bored. I'm sorry. Well, Dina does not like Fashoon, I guess. Yeah, it's but true. But you do like Fashoon if they're falling. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. <laughs> Because we have these Vogue casting videos, there was also a really funny video of Vogue does these 72 questions, and there's someone who did a spoof on it called at Nick.tiff. Hi, Vogue. You caught me at a great time. I just finished eating. Breakfast or lunch? DiGiorno. Where were you born? The Staples Center. Where did you lose your virginity? Crypto.com arena. How would you describe yourself in two words? In heat. How would you describe yourself in one word? Ovulating. How would you describe yourself in no words? Ah! Go to karaoke song. The national anthem as interpreted by Berkey. Fillers or Botox? Taxidermy. Have you had any work done? Just a ponytail facelift. If you could have dinner with any person, dead or alive, who would it be? Well, I am. Alive. What does your tramp stamp say? Live strong. Biggest accomplishment? Making the no-fly list. Have you ever watched a full one of these videos? A real one? Like a Vogue real one? Uh, No, I can't say I have. I've only seen clips of the one. This is like also it's become like a total meme. Dakota Johnson, where she, during one of her Vogue ones, it was either that or an architectural digest tour, but there's like this giant bowl of lemons in her or limes in her house. And she's like, I just love limes, limes, limes. I love limes so much. And then like later in an interview, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm allergic to limes. People just like put limes in my house when they were staging the house for the video. 
Oh, uh, so that's like what I think about every time I see one of these videos. But yes, I really like this parody. I've I can't make it through the first like thirty seconds of one of those Vogue questions. Seventy-two questions. Yeah, so I, grading. I agree, but I think they are. They do produce viral moments because, like you were saying, the lime thing, or if someone has something obscure in their house or says something, then it it becomes viral and they're like mm-hmm. people click on it. But not for me. Not for me. Well, this one is I actually will say the first time that it came up on my page because of my guttural reaction towards these Vogue videos, I swiped away because I was like, I don't even care if this is a joke. I hate the tone of when people are like walking backwards and being asked questions. But then I decided to watch it because I think you sent it. And I was like, oh, no, this is really worth it. No, Claudio actually sent it to the group. Oh, okay. Credit. The next trend is a lot of people are doing it, but I, yes. I I don't know who started it, but the one that comes up most on my free page is a, is a user at Avery Woods, mm-hmm. and it's just people doing voiceovers for their toddlers. Yes, and they're like, hey, fuckers. They all start with hey, fuckers. And it's just like the toddler just being generally destructive going about their day-to-day business what's up fuckheads welcome to my morning routine started my day off embarrassed as fuck at my mom's dancing because she has no rhythm so i chose to throw all my shit out of my crib just to cause a scene this bitch is forever trying to kiss me in the morning before she even brushes her teeth it's disgusting last night i purposely chose violence because i know if i keep my mom up most of the night she'll be lazy when she gets up in the morning and she will order donuts for delivery and my plan worked perfectly the only acceptable way to eat a donut is to pick each sprinkle off individually and take 47 years to eat it, but still not finish the entire thing. This other one's by at another underscore internet underscore mom. Good morning, fuckers. I like to start my day with taking a massive shed and getting it all over my sheets and laughing as my mom cleans it up. Then I walked downstairs and saw all these new photos of me up. I love myself so much. This made me really happy to see myself. Then I had breakfast. I was pissed that my bitch of a mom made my favorite thing. I realized this was a trend. It was one of those ones where you see it and you're like, oh, that's funny. And then they just Mm -hmm. keep coming up and you're like, oh, this is a trend. This is like something that someone must have started. And I think, yeah, same here where Avery Woods is the one that was the first one that I saw. So she either started the trend or was one of the first. Yeah, maybe it's one of the most popular creators doing this trend. My thoughts on this is motherhood is very difficult so i applaud the mothers for having fun and being playful and like that's a, and it's an escape for the moms and a way mm-hmm. to uh, just produce good content on the flip side i think there's the whole debate of like should you exploit your children with this type of content right so i don't know i think that if you're I think that this is something that we see a lot on TikTok is like people whose children get famous because like the um because they're cute, right? And they're making yeah. a lot of videos of them. I think that if you're posting a video every day of doing a voiceover of your kid being like a demon but making it funny, that's gonna get a little weird. Whereas if it's like a one off or a mul- a couple of videos, since I have seen a few of this woman's videos, I feel like it's this thing where she's seeing a niche and she's going with it. Yeah. But the trend will get tired after a while. I think um, so. And your kid's going to grow up. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although it would be funny if someone did a version of it with just For like a full teenager. Or their grandma. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who does not have children, I feel like that would be kind of my attitude towards when my kid was acting just like absolutely absurd like pooping on things and like throwing things and saying that you hate things so I definitely like the tone of the video because it's like making light of what are probably some difficult moments in motherhood agreed and in parenting in general yeah in our creator spotlight today, we have two creators we're going to spotlight. The first is Jason O. Gilbert, and here's a funny video. About ordering cocktails in 2013 versus ordering cocktails now. Yeah, hi. We're going to do one sidecar, one Negroni, and one old-fashioned, please. Yeah, hi. We're going to do one 
white girls on fleek one it's giving sean mendez vibes yes and one let's get it bussin bussin for real af and can i get that no cap yeah no cap thanks so much so he's an up-and-comer i think he has about six thousand followers but I'm going to call it. He's going to keep growing. He's going to become a big deal. Did you become, after watching the video about the cocktail names, like more cognizant of names of cocktails that you've ordered recently? I did because I was recently at a restaurant and there was a cocktail called Lavender Hand Soap. No. <laughs> and, and I ordered it. Obviously. Ew! <laughs> it did taste like Lavender Hand Soap. It honestly was good that's after i sent back a bloody mary that had a lot of cilantro in it oh. um, so i went from it tasting like cilantro tasting like soap to drinking you're like you i don't soap. like cilantro tastes like soap let me have the drink that actually says soap in the title exactly that's exactly what i did but yeah i've been so much more cognizant of drink names now yeah, it's very it uh, it's very true. Menu trends are something that always kind of fascinates me. I also saw a recent um, TikTok about um, glassware. How when menus put like the type of glass that your beverage comes in, that mm. was a decision to try to entice men to order cocktails more often because oh. because of you know toxic masculinity. They masculinity not order cocktails because of the idea that it would come in like a quote-unquote girly glass so dumb. and so now in restaurants in many restaurants you'll see how it shows like the type of glass next to the cocktail title and such a fun fact like marketing trend i learned that on tiktok i think there you go wow i recently went to a bar where they had a spritz menu and it was like you know, like tequila soda, which it, not, that's not a spritz, but whatever. It was like, you know, different types, like Aperol spritz, whatever. And it was like saying what all the spritzes were. And then it said Fernet and dinosaur. What's dinosaur? Exactly. So I went to the bartender. I was like, what's dinosaur? And she was like, it's like literally a plastic dinosaur. We put Oh my God, stop. <laughs> I can't. So it was, so like you got a shot of Fernet and there's a dinosaur in it? Like I didn't order dinosaur. it. I need to go back and order it. I was. So that's the type of thing that if I saw on the menu, that would make me order it. Because I just, I, I mean, toy dinosaur. Well, you know what else they sold here um, was dinosaur gummies. So I did order that. Oh yeah, I bet have done They had same. just like a container of like dinosaur gummies and they do have a dino shot which is a shot because mm -hmm. the fernet one is not so i need to go back definitely and order the fernet and dinosaur but i really enjoyed that i also i was like "Ooh, what's dinosaur i never heard of that drink Especially core. <laughs> it's a plastic dinosaur amazing there's uh, your gimmick yeah i was at there's a, a popular restaurant with influencers that i went to called bad roman and they have oh. shots that get served on little race cars oh. uh and i we waited like 30 minutes for these shots because i guess like they didn't have the race cars come back and wash them oh. so it took a long time was it worth it to wait for the gimmick yeah because i rolled around <laughs> that shot and then i took it <laughs> but i'm all for the gimmicks yeah i love a good gimmick uh the race car yeah. one if it's not actually in the beverage i'd be kind of uh, yeah. like meh it's a little lame, but okay. moving on. Oh, anything else to say about cocktails, guy, or cocktails, cocktail menus in general before we move on? No, let's move on to Benton McClintock, our next uh, creator we want to spotlight. I think this guy got his viral start, or at least one of the videos, because he comes up on my page all the time now, and I follow him, but um, one of his first videos a while back was he was sitting outside because he's new york city based and he was sitting outside at like a cafe and saw cara delavine in line and he had gone as cara delavine for halloween so he ran upstairs and put his halloween costume on which was the cara delavine peg the patriarchy shirt and he was like and he, so it's like a video of him sitting in his peg the patriarchy shirt and being like excuse me you stole i think you're wearing my shirt <laughs> it's funny i haven't seen that one but he came up on my for you page a long time ago because new york city content um his just passing 
lines in the city and screaming at the people online like why are you waiting in this mm -hmm. line mm -hmm. well which um, is what this really video is about and yeah. he like pretty much expanded on that and now he does a whole series about like are these lines worth it and he'll interview people in lines and he'll wait in lines and it's it's such a good series i, I love mm -hmm. it welcome back to online with benton mcclintock we're going to wait in new york city's most ridiculous lines to see if it's worth it let's fucking go so tonight we're in New York City's meatpacking district. This is where they used to pack a lot of meat back in the day. And now it's very much like a shopping mall. We're gonna see if LeBain has a line. We're at LeBain, there's quite the line here. I don't really know how long this is gonna be, but it is a line and that's all that matters. What is the dumbest line you've either seen or waited in in New York City? Oh, that's such a hard question. I mean, sweet greens. I you was, wait in line for sweet green. When I worked in the financial district, I was floored that there was a line out the door down the block for sweet green, and tourists would go and I and I would see tourists go up and say, well, "What are you waiting for?" And everyone would just say, "A salad," and it's like truly unbelievable. This was before the pandemic and like prime, you know, Wall Street area. The dumbest thing to line up for ever. I don't know if I was with you, but I was in Nolita and there were all these people waiting in a line and they kind of, people are always waiting in line for sneakers. Yes. So I was like, yes. oh, it's probably like a sneaker drop. And so I asked them, I just had to Google this because I only remember the last thing. They were waiting in line for... Aime Leon Doré. I don't know how to say it. That? It's like a sweatshirt brand. Oh, geez. They make yeah. hoodies. And also, I think they have a cafe because on TikTok, I saw someone being like talking about like cool cafes and it was that store. Oh, um, but I asked them and they were like, oh, yeah, we're waiting in this. And they said it. And I had no idea what they said. So I was just like, what? And then I walked away. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Mm. Um, people also, there's also lines. I get confused. Um, sample sales. You know, people mm -hmm. line up for sample sales, and I'm always like, "What is what is this for?" Mm -hmm. Waiting in line for the club, the club. I'm too old for that these no, days. No, I wouldn't yeah. wait in line for a club. Yeah, no. yeah. What about a restaurant? Would you wait in line for a restaurant? I have. It depends on the restaurant. I guess I you like... don't really wait in a line for a restaurant. Did you wait Not for a cronut? I've never did wait for a cronut back in the day. No. Yeah. What about a rainbow bagel? You can get those. You don't have to wait in line for I those. think that there was a moment when people were waiting in line for them. Not that I recall. You can get a ring, rainbow bagel anywhere now. Did I say bagel? Did I say bagel? Or don't you know? Well, you know what bagel. I meant. You know what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never had a rainbow bagel, nor do I really want to have one. It's just a bagel. It's like rainbow ice cream, and then you eat it, and you're like, it's just it's vanilla. Just vanilla. Yeah. This sucks. I have a very vivid child childhood memory of that. You have a lot of ice cream childhood trauma because of scooples and your work. <laughs> that wasn't scooples. That was a place uh, that had rainbow ice cream and it did not taste rainbowed. I'm sorry. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it was. Okay. Moving on. Now we're on to our celebrity on TikTok spotlight. We have two. Our first one is Matt James. He's barely a celebrity. Okay, he was on The Bachelor. Yes. I think that's how he became famous. And he is a huge TikToker. He's, and he's in New York City, so he's constantly doing food reviews. He ran the marathon, so he was like coming up on my For You page a lot. And I like have no feelings towards him. I'm just, I don't follow him, but he's always around and I feel like he's making content. What do you think? I'm not a fan personally. Why? Um, He's like weirdly conservative, and also oh, okay. he, um, his, the girl that he picked, who he's with, like got a lot of flack because during The Bachelor, all these pictures surfaced of her going to like an antebellum South party. Oh, that's and there me. was like oh, all this drama, wow. which like obviously like people go to stupid. I don't know. That's neither here nor there, but that like adds to sort of the vibe of the two of them. I know. Um, well, he's not with that girl. Yeah, he is. He's... Or whoever he's with went to the antebellum party. Really? I thought yeah. he. I thought he's not with anyone from The Bachelor. I'm pretty sure that they broke up. 
I'm pretty sure he is, but please confirm because the only Bachelor seasons that I've fully watched are Becca and Ari's season. And other than that, I'm just like vaguely aware of Matt James. But I did okay. see the video of him eating bread. That's for sure. The best bread service in New York City. Now, I know y'all heard that crunch. Cheese-filled agnolati. Next up was the ricotta gnocchi broccoli pesto. What? No, I know. And pecorino. Delicious. Yeah, he went to, uh, it's called Ilya. I mean, it looked real good. I've been there. I went there a long time ago. It's one of these like famous pasta places. Dina Brooklyn, went so there it's... before Matt James. Yeah, of course. <gasps> oh, but... you know where we waited in line for? Or I waited in line for? Lucali. Oh, that is one place I will wait in line for. You're mm. absolutely yeah, I right. I waited in line for Lucali. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll it was more like I sat on a bench. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. there was it was a waiting moment. I will wait for that calzone. I'll wait two hours for that calzone. I think I we did wait two hours. I also yeah. was, it was bizarrely someone's going away party who I had never met. That was the dinner I was invited to. So everyone was like crying. And I like, was going to miss you. you. So, no, Angela was with me and they were like, we're yeah. going to miss you so much. And I was like, I've literally never met you, but I'm really <laughs> glad I'm eating this pizza. <laughs> you just went for the pizza, not the vibes. I've been um, a, a bunch and it's, it's worth it. Have you confirmed Mad James's? He, so he's dating Rachel Kirkconnell. That's the girl. That's who was on The Bachelor. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really not well versed in Bachelor things. Yeah. She's also got kind of a significant TikTok following as well. Yeah. But yeah, she was like mid canceled for one of these like photos that surface. One of these moments where it's like, I didn't know. And it's like, you're living in like the two the 2010s like yeah <laughs> you knew you knew what was up yeah i do think i mean for all these like bachelor people tiktok is the best way to yeah, keep to an audience grow an audience yeah mm -hmm. i think they have to keep posting and i think matt james is smart he like for doing all the food stuff mm -hmm. and like yeah. he's basically like a new york city influencer now but also has a following from the bachelor that is also just one of these things that sort of like hot people do on TikTok is yeah the food stuff camera and I think yeah. that that a little bit bothers me because I'm like although he is a marathon runner so it could be genuine but I'm like mm, I don't think you're like you're like putting out sort of a a false image of how indulgent you are regularly but whatever it's all in the name of content creation so it's kind of like i was watching vanderpump rules with a friend of mine and she was like oh my god these people like why do they act this way and i'm like because otherwise there would be no tv show yeah exactly <laughs> so we need to just suspend disbelief while we're watching matt james eat like everything on the menu with his like tiny girlfriend and just pretend <laughs> that like she's actually eating <laughs> and as someone it. who used to work in reality tv i concur yeah. then you would not have a show if just, people didn't act a fool. Yeah, of course not. What would Vanderpump be, Rules be? They're just like going to work and waiting tables? Yes, no, no, no. <laughs> just like running a successful restaurant. Yeah, such good content. Moving on to Billy McFarlane mm. as our next celebrity on TikTok to spotlight. He recently posted a video about Fire Festival 2.0 and also making a Broadway show about Fire Festival. What's up? Good morning, guys. Have some huge news today. I did a post a few weeks ago teasing Fire Festival 2. I'm sure you saw it. it went totally crazy. So the plan was to do Fire Festival 1.5 as a Broadway musical, but things totally blew up. So I'm announcing two things today. One, that Fire Festival 1.5 is going to be a Broadway musical. And that too, we were in talks with partners to pay back all of my restitution and execute Fire Festival 2 according to the original vision on this incredible and beautiful island. We have to do it right, guys, and have to make happen what was always a dream. It's a joke, right? Honestly, it he he seems serious in his videos. He also he's saying he started a a dating app or something, and and he's he looks psychotic in his videos. I thought it was a joke. I don't, I can't tell. His username is at P-Y-R-T Billy, and he calls himself Pirate Billy. 
His recent uh, video was him on a jet ski commuting to work in New York City. He's like, how do you guys commute to work? The subway's gnarly. So I take a jet ski. Dina, this is your solution for going to MetLife. Take Uh, a jet ski. To Jersey. It's landlocked there. I mean, you could take Jersey across the river. Yeah, but walk miles. Take a duck boat. (laughs) Perfect. I'll rent out a duck boat. That's the greatest solution. I don't know enough about I like never really followed the fire festival stuff. So I watched both documentaries about <laughs> fire festival and was fairly obsessed with it. And it it's interesting because it was really before TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, but it was like everyone was on their Instagram posting about it. And it was really all these influencers. Now there are so many more influencers. And now there's TikTok. Do I think Fire Festival 2 will happen? Do I think a Broadway show will happen? No. But why is this guy posting things? I'm well, it's this disturbing. Is, I thought that it was I was coming at it like, oh, this guy knows that Fire Festival is a joke and he's trying to like get views by making sort of like fake assertions about having a Fire Festival part two or a musical. But I guess like having watched the documentaries and seeing a bit more of the like machinations of this gentleman like maybe he would be saying that and actually believe it i want to read some of the comments of the video in worst case it'll be a netflix doc imagined getting scammed for fire festival twice if there's one man i trust with my money it's really <laughs> mcfarland i just booked my ticket on the titanic 2 to get there that's, <laughs> that's a good one George Santos has to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And then someone else said, Kendall Roy vibes. Um, so yeah, people clearly think it's the dumbest thing ever. And he's probably doing it for for show. But like, I feel like he's a socio-delusional person like him is actually trying to still do stuff. I don't know. I can't, okay. I can't opine, but I will just say from... I can't opine, but I will. <laughs> so... <laughs> And from the one video that I saw, I was like, this has got to be a joke. At this point, I think everyone's fucking with me on the internet. It's true. It's true. Okay, for our food and drink trends, there hasn't been that much coming up on my For You page by way of food and drinks, but there is a creator at the White Elephant, and his bio reads, ex-military, survivalist, UN peacekeeper, and in all caps, always drink responsibly. And he's an older gentleman, and he just makes milkshakes. Here, here's an example. And that's a handmade peanut butter milkshake. I made it without a blender, and so can you. Happy Milkshake Monday. Into a glass jar, three scoops of vanilla ice cream. A half a cup of milk. Stir with a fork until almost blended. Takes about maybe 10 seconds. This is where it can get fun. Go to your refrigerator and use whatever you've got. I'm going to use peanut butter because you can use peanut butter and jam, Nutella, um, anything you've got in there, strawberry jam. Uh, Let's make a hashtag called I Made a Milkshake. You make one just like this and tag me at the White Elephant and hashtag I Made a Milkshake. Let's stir the peanut butter in. It wasn't take very long. It's almost stirred in already. Well, this is where it gets really fun. Put a lid on. Maybe this is why they call them milkshakes. Let's pour our milkshake into a chilled glass. Look how thick this is. You can stand a metal straw up in it. He has so many followers. His videos are super, super popular. What do you think about him? I had never seen him before. I think that, yeah, I guess like after the chicken, or not the chicken, the Chinese restaurant stuff died down, I haven't been seeing any like truly viral food discourse. And that guy has definitely not come across my For You page. I'm not really a milkshake drinker. Why not? Um, Why not? Yeah. Um, probably because that's a lot of dairy. Mm-hmm. It's like five scoops of ice cream. Yeah. I don't have a machine in my house. Although I guess well, you could do it in a blender. No, no, no. This guy's whole point of that video was you don't need a blender. You just mix it with a spoon. Um, I also don't really keep ice cream in my home. Okay. And I know based on that we differ. Yes, I just had some. I when I do keep ice cream in my home, my instinct is not to put it into a cup and drink it. Agreed. Agreed. 
now I'm trying to think of the last time I drank a milkshake. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't either, but I do enjoy this man's content and think it's so... It's great. Yeah. It's a great watch, it's, you know? It seems like a positive activity to be... Making drinks. Making drinks at man. home. Yeah. I sent this to you this week. I made a dish that I saw on TikTok. Oh, yeah. What that was that dish? It was like chicken on a pita with a sort of like cucumber, red pepper slaw. That did look really good. Feta spread. Yeah, the whipped feta spread looked great. I was very excited because I had every ingredient when I watched the video and I was like, I'm making this immediately. But that was not a viral, that was not a viral recipe. It was just like a food creator's recipe. Okay. So. All right. Well, we have audio trends. There's one by Michaela who talked about Kim Kardashian and her voice is crazy do you know this Michaela creator already? Not really. I, I don't. She's like a makeup. She's like a makeup creator, and she's also from Boston, and um, so she has this like intense accent that she had. Then people were like, she's making the accent up. Right. I saw there was controversy about her voice. Yeah. Either way, um, Bethany Frankel always comes up on my for you page. And she made a video about how she's dying at all the videos that use this audio because basically people are just playing this audio and of Michaela are, talking about Kim Kardashian. Yeah, and cats are getting frightened by her saying Kim Kardashian. Babies are getting frightened. <laughs> like it's just like a startling sound. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian had this absolutely stunning, sexy look at the Met Gala, and you can recreate it at home. You can do anything you say your mind to. I feel like um, this is kind of like a person falling down video. That's right, definitely like in a, that category of video. It totally it's like is, a person yeah. falling down. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Uh, the next audio trend is a bottle of hosen sauce song uh, started by at the B Noth. Go to the store, buy a bottle of hoisin sauce, open the fridge. Oh no, I have a bottle of hoisin sauce. Go to the store, buy a bottle of hoisin sauce, open the fridge. Oh no, I already have a bottle of hoisin sauce. Go to the store. Buy a bottle of hoisin sauce, open the fridge. Oh no, I've already got a bottle of hoisin. <laughs> I had not seen this until you sent it to me, and I really identify with this song. Yeah, and people are duetting it with the things that they buy multiples of. Mm-hmm. So, for example, butter or mm-hmm. olive oil. And mm-hmm. There's things that you just forget you have, and then you just come buying more and more. What, what do you, you what, oh yeah. what's yours? Quinoa. <laughs> How much quinoa do you have in your house? Um, it was just like recently I was like, oh, I like making like a, I eat yogurt a lot of the times in the morning. And sometimes I like to put like a roasted quinoa in it. For a little mm-hmm. bit of crunch, like a little like nip, nip, nip. that's bizarre. I've never heard of that. It's actually. pretty good. Um, okay. And so you cook your quinoa and then you like roast it, whatever. And then you have these like quinoa sprinkles that you can put on salads. You can put in. Stop making that face. It's good. I'm sure it is. It's, but it's good. The fact that you said quinoa sprinkles <laughs> annoys me. Wow. Okay. So anyway, you're hating on my quinoa dishes. Um, I, yeah, just started forgetting that I had quinoa in my house and started buying bags of quinoa. So I ended up buying like three until I came to the realization that I had so much quinoa. But otherwise, I feel like I keep like a somewhat type ship as a reaction to my family, which has a like one in one out policy. Like if we eat a box of pasta, we got to buy three more. Like growing up, the Yunone family is really notorious. When I, whenever I went to your parents' house, your parents had like eight things of pasta. What are some other things? Oh, like uh, we cheese? have like, at all at all times we have at least three half gallons of milk. 
Oh, yes. But my parents are very similar, too. Every mm-hmm. time I'm home and, like, I go, like, shopping for my parents, it's like, buy seven more milks. And now my mom and dad drink two different types of milk. And I go and put it away in the fridge. And there's five other milks yeah. in there. I'm like, yeah. why did you need me to buy more? Yeah. This is No, insane. as soon as we finish something, my mom puts it back on the list. Yeah. Um, we had, oh, I counted, six oreganos. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> And I was like, I don't think you need any more oregano. Yeah. So I think that I am like reacting to that in yeah. my refusal to buy things until I'm like fully out of them. Yeah, I I do. I, I have too much tea. I realized like mm. everywhere I went, I was like, oh, I like this tea. Let me buy it. And then like there's only so much tea I can drink. So I just had it like stockpiled. I had to throw a bunch out recently. Oh, no, that's too bad. I collect. I um, after, oh, my God. You know, what we haven't talked about. There was like a big thing. What? The coronation. Oh, speaking of tea. That. Speaking of tea. <laughs> well, because I was going to say that I collect British royal family boxes of tea from TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx has this like bizarre line of teas <laughs> that are, are royal family themed. And so every time I go and I see like one of the ones that I don't yet have, I pick them up. Um, and so Those I have no... Those are collectibles though. I open them. Okay. <laughs> I'm enjoying my collectibles. Yeah, the good. Um, but sure. I'm sure some of that tea probably should be thrown in the trash right, at this right. point. But not the box. Never the box. One thing I do want to mention about the coronation and TikTok was that guy who everyone said was like Meghan Markle. <laughs> oh no, who was like pretending to be Meghan Markle. His TikTok came up, and he started a TikTok because he was in the press for so for all of the thing. He's like, I assure you, I'm not Meghan Markle. It's just, and I love it. Like he's just like kind of capitalizing on his 15 minutes of fame and using TikTok to get wow. his, his fans. Yeah. What was his role? Who is he? He's some musician. Mm. So he, oh, I might get this wrong. He was like friends with Elton John or like some someone in the music industry. And that's why he was there. <laughs> Do you like that Katy Perry sang Firework, which is about the 4th of July? I do like it. AKA the independence of the American colonies from yeah. England. <laughs> it is so unhinged. Like, guys, who was planning this coronation? So unhinged. Oh, excellent. Our penultimate topic, learning on TikTok, there was a video by at Ariel Lonnie's. So this may be one of the most important videos you watch in a while, and that is not clickbait. This is information that would have changed my life if I had it six months ago, and I hope you listen. So everyone pretty much knows at this point that I was in a car accident that left me with my back broken in three places back in November. What you don't know is that I was wearing a claw clip while I was driving. This claw clip. Because it prevented my head from going back when the airbag hit me, my back broke, my upper back broke, almost on my cervical spine in three places. Thank God it didn't get embedded in my head, but that also happens for some people where they have to have it surgically removed from their head. So homies, if you drive with a claw clip, please stop. You could break your back, you could get head damage, there are so many things, and you'd think this would break. This is like a Target purchase. Didn't, but I broke. Hope that helps. Thank God she's okay now. People were commenting that they had experience where if they got into an accident, the claw clip like went <gasps> into their head. And so basically the PSA is when you're driving, do not wear a claw clip in your hair. And now every time I see a claw clip, I think death device. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of things that you're wearing on your body could get embedded in your body if you were in an accident right so like i don't think it's just that the claw clip alone is something like a bobby pin could get embedded in your skull um i don't know what other people wear but other things could like jewelry can get embedded whatever um i do wear claw clips sometimes but the reason I don't normally wear them when I drive is that it, like, presses on the headrest. So right. that's just annoying in the first place. So it's right. not even, like, as a safety protocol. It's more 
for comfort comfort yeah but you didn't even realize you were being safe by doing no but one time i will say and this is going back to the misinformation thing that we always touch upon (laughs) i watched this tiktok that started with the tone of this video uh-huh. But it ended up being about like your car being marked for like human trafficking because there's a zip tie oh, okay. on the handle. That's and then totally I went different. into like a long internet thing and I found out that it's like this entire conspiracy theory and it's yes. not real. And so when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, is this the zip tie thing again? No. <laughs> but it was no, but this girl, this it, it, it's a real experience by this girl yeah. who had that unfortunate experience to happen to her and she is trying to help other women yeah so that's why it is learning on tiktok it's not a conspiracy it's like actually happened to her and stay safe out there no claw clips when driving or put it or put it on top of your head on top of your head yeah which i kind of do anyway yeah okay our last video and most important video is i got another packing video recently where this girl was showing her packing routine for going on like a 30 day trip to Europe in addition to like her actual like suitcase information what she does is she puts on every single outfit and takes a picture of it and like somehow turns herself into a sticker which I don't really know how to do I guess it's pretty easy it looks really easy and then she puts it in her notes app so that she has an image, kind of like in Clueless. I was, that's what I was going to say. This reminded me so much of Clueless, that beginning yes. scene when she's picking her outfit. Right, on the right. Where she has these pictures in her notes app, and she like mini, like Polly Pockets herself. Mm-hmm. And then she goes through like everything she uses and all of her packing cubes and everything. But the more I watched it, the more I was like, oh, I actually like, I have the exact same like product organizer as her. And I use packing cubes and all of that. But dear Lord, the amount of effort, time and effort into polypocketing yourself in your notes app. The last time I did this, people thought I was either insane or genius, maybe a bit of both. Let's start with clothes. You guys know the drill. I try on every single outfit, take a photo in it and copy the outline of my silhouette. Then I will paste it into my notes so I don't have to dig through my suitcase to find an outfit. I just go to my little Polly Pocket catalog and choose from there, organized by occasion. I got a new suitcase for this trip from Bayes after seeing 750,000 ads for it. And she's gorgeous, but she's defective, much like me in that way. I wish I strive. I would like that, that I could be that organized when packing in life in general. Or having like a fashion vision like that. Yes, I'll just never be that type of person, but I do enjoy watching it because it's aspirational to Mm -hmm. me. Do you find, like, the outfits part aspirational, though? Because I feel like that kind of is, like, on the Venn diagram with, like, fashion TikTok that you're not really interested in. So I notoriously am a terrible packer, and I always – I'll, like, bring clothes that I haven't worn in three months and be like, well, I'll definitely need that because what if I need to go to a ball while I'm in, like, (laughs) Ohio? Um, and it was Alina who used to help me pack because she was like really good at packing and just a carry on. Mm-hmm. And she said, think about what outfits you're going to wear each day. So you don't have to decide. You're literally saying like, okay, like this is what outfit I'm going to wear to this dinner. Mm-hmm. And that was revolutionary to me yes. to think about the outfits and pack in terms of outfits. But again, I don't, I'm not good at creating outfits so it's still hard for me sometimes because it's like think about what outfits you can create and also think about what outfits you can create with the same piece right multiple times that's the other thing i don't like re-wearing things (sighs) i did okay when we went to portugal for like 10 days i brought only a carry-on and i was very proud of myself yeah i brought only a carry-on two summers in a row for a month which for me it was a bit too much like i like as long as you're able to wash your clothes, it's fine. Right, right. I do have a, like, I like, like, a flare item once in a while that, like, I feel like you can't repurpose it. Like, a silk, like a shirt that you can not really, like, you can only wear, like, in one specific way. That's not, like, a great thing to, to bring when you're, when you're traveling. My mm. worst is the conversation of should I bring my sneakers or not? Or should I bring workout clothes or not? Especially if I'm, like going on a conference 
and I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring my my workout clothes. I'm like, am I working out at this conference? Like, right. Am I going to be going tough. to the gym at this conference? And that's an entire new pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, tough. How many sports bras do you bring? How many bras do you bring, you know? How many? I bring, like, I always have clean underwear. At the, I bring, like, no matter I, if I'm going on, like, a week trip or, like, a two-day trip, 20 pairs of underwear. Mine is more socks. I'm, like, 35 pairs per day. Yeah, I'm going to need at least 12 pairs of socks per day. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, two-day trip, at least 20 pairs of underwear, for sure. And I always do bring workout clothes, and then half the time I'll use maybe half of them. Mm, yeah do you well I guess you have a different experience when I go home and visit my parents I'll like pack a whole suitcase and then I'll wear like the same shirt the entire time <laughs> yeah, like, it's a little I different because I like I live so close I'm not going to my parents for like a week at a time it's usually like a night or two well one day I would love to poly pocket myself but it's ugh, never gonna happen not gonna happen on the cards for us sadly <sighs> Well, well, this has been another great uh, month for TikTok. Yeah. And please rate, review, subscribe, share us. And if you write a good review, maybe we'll, we'll read it on the pod. And thank you for listening. Thank you.